G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. I was picked back up by the St. Louis Rams in 2009, where I played the whole season, and during that season I met my wife. And then um, we got married in 2010. Shortly after we were married, I got picked up by the Tennessee Titans during training camp. I did not make the team during that season while I was waiting to get picked up. I applied to medical school and started medical school in 2011. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, in 2006, Eric Scatterbo had the pleasure of interviewing Sam Congado and his big sister, Ruth, about the amazing events that took place in their lives the year before. You see, the Gado family is originally from Nigeria, and they came to the United States in 1991 so that their father could attend school to train for ministry. While they were in South Carolina, Samcon learned the American sport of gridiron and against all odds in 2005, he became the starting running back for Eric's favourite team, the Green Bay Packers. So it's a wonderful story, but it gets even better than this because Samcon shared that football was not the most important thing in his life. His original dream was to become a doctor and help people back in his home country of Nigeria by starting a medical ministry. So now, several years later, Eric has a chance with Samcon and Ruth and gets an update on that dream and on their lives in general. It's my pleasure to welcome to the program Sam Congato and his big sister Ruth. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Glad to have you with us. And first off, it was such a pleasure to talk to you right after the 2005 season. You had a fantastic season, set rookie rushing records. It looked like the sky was the limit for you. And then... The Packers broke my heart, and they traded you away to another team. It was terrible. I guess it probably wasn't too good for you either. Uh, yes. I, well, um, <laughs> uh, my heart was broken as well. I was sad to leave. I made some very dear friends, and the atmosphere at Green Bay was very homely and very comfortable and um, very low-key, and I think I really responded well to that. But the... As believers, we know that uh, all things happen for the good of those who love Him, and I call according to its purpose. So I think for I didn't understand it then, but uh, I think it was God's grace, kind of what my life. Mm-hmm. Well, some exciting things have happened to that, and as we just heard in the introduction, there's a, a bit more going on in, in your life than just football. So you've been okay. You, you were able to weather that storm. So we want to find out the update on your life and your dream. But first, we want to talk to your big sister, Ruth. Ruth, you shared that I think a big part of your uh, responsibility back then when uh, your younger brother was becoming a big football star, your responsibility was to kind of keep an eye on him and keep his ego in check or something like that. Is that right? Yes. Um, I think as a big sister, that's inherent in my job. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I don't have to do that with Sam. He's, he really has a good head in his shoulders. So um, it's more of us just mutually just being there for each other. Mm-hmm. 
But anytime you need somebody, you know, to, to bring them down a notch, I have no problem being that person. <laughs> That's what big sisters are for. Now, but seriously, I remember something very profound you said about your encouraging your brother. I think you said something like, hey, you have to have the right perspective when you set a record and rush for 171 yards or when things don't go your way and you only rush for seven yards. I mean, you have to kind of keep your perspective through the good and the bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that's something that I've personally experienced, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so for me, you know, these past 14 years has been a lot of, you know, ups and downs. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the highs have been that I've, you know, I got married to my husband. It will be 11 years in July. Congratulations. I have two beautiful daughters. And, you know, I was able to um, obtain my master's degree of recording an album. But... um I think one of the biggest things was I, I struggled for and still struggle in this past 14 years with chronic illness. And that oh, really impacted that. every area of my life. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, at one point, um, it, it, it got so bad that, I, you know, my quality of life was severely limited. I was unable to work on I was on a lot of medication. I went from doctor to doctor who, you know, some were telling me I was crazy. I was making it up. Um, hmm. Others um, just kind of got tired of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And so I think in those seasons, you know, it, it, it's just so crazy how your words, in a sense, come back to haunt you. But um, huh. that's literally what I had to learn, you know, that um, God is is still God in the highs, and He's still God in the lows. Yeah. You yep. know, so in the midst of this difficult season that I'm still going through, you know, because mm. It's it's an ongoing issue for me. Mm-hmm. I've really ex- experienced God's grace and comfort. And I would say that the greatest gift has been just truly finding what my purpose is, or at least kind of getting a clarity on that, which is to really serve those that are suffering, you know, mm-hmm. with physical ailments, to bring comfort and hope through the gospel of Christ, because that's what has allowed me to still thrive mm-hmm. and honestly to be healed from the inside. Um even though outside physically, you know, um, the Lord still hasn't answered my prayer of, you know, complete healing, but mm-hmm. inside, spiritually, He has healed me. And because mm-hmm. of that, it really makes, and during the season, um, it, it makes the season, I, I think, special, mm-hmm. but also um, you can see the beauty in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's so crazy that you you brought that up. But yeah, it, it, it really is. And, you know, with Sam you know, experience in football, you know, with the highs and the lows, I think it's the same principle. Now, when we spoke to you back in 2006, I believe you were in Philadelphia involved in ministry. What became of that? Yes. Um, so in 2006, I was involved with a church plant, um, mm-hmm. Epiphany Fellowship. Um, so we planted that church, um, and it was actually around that time I started to get sick. Hmm. Uh, but I think over the years, you know, I was still involved in ministry in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, definitely was able to use a lot of my organizational skills and a lot of my talents in the church. So I I worked with a few churches, um, parachurch organizations, and, you know, and currently in, in, in my home church here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, yeah, where are I'm, you, I should say? Yeah. Where in the United States are you? Oh, I forgot to mention. <laughs> I forgot to ask you. I should have said, um, I'm in New Jersey, New oh, okay. Jersey, um, 30 minutes from Philadelphia. I met my husband in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. 
And um, he's originally from Jersey. And so we, once we got married, we moved to Jersey. I actually met him at that church, uh, Epiphany Fellowship. That's where, we, what I, where I met him. Okay. We were both in the praise and worship team. And that's how the Lord, you know, drew us together. And then from there, we moved to Jersey. And right now, we're actually a part of a, um, a church plant of that original church. Oh, okay. Which is Epiphany Camden in New Jersey. Um, he's the worship director there, and I, you know, help them out with a lot of the ministry operational side of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you mentioned worship, so you're obviously a singer, and you even released an album. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, so I've always, I think secretly, I've always wanted to do an album ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to the state, music really helped me with the adjustment of coming to a new country and yeah. some of the difficulties that we faced. And so my my husband comes from a long line of musicians, his mom is a songwriter. His aunt and uncle were big-time gospel artists in the 80s. And so um, during that season that I was really struggling with my health, music was really there to, you know, to soothe my mm-hmm. soul. And so yeah. for me, I wanted to record an album that really was, you know, a journey of all the things that the Lord was teaching me in that time. And it was really about grace, and that's why I called it Sweet Grace. And that's been the theme, I would say, in my life, is just God's grace to Mm. me, no matter the situation. You know, His grace is sufficient. I fulfilled my lifelong dream of recording an album. So hopefully, my hope is sometime, you know, I'll be able to record some more music. But um, yeah, that was a fun time. That's some of the music from Ruth Gardo Coleman's album, Sweet Grace. And as we've been hearing, Ruth and her brother Sam Con are giving us an update on what has happened in their lives since Eric last spoke to them in 2006, when Sam Con had just completed his first season as a running back in the National Football League in the United States. We'll hear more of their stories, including their dream of helping people back in Nigeria, when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Well, before the break, we heard Eric Scadabo have a chat with Ruth Gardo Coleman, who's originally from Nigeria. She was giving us an update on her life since Eric last interviewed her in 2006. Now, it's her brother Samcon's turn to give us an update on his life since then, when he was a starting running back on Eric's favourite gridiron team, the Green Bay Packers. However, as we'll hear, there's been a lot more to Samcon's life than just playing football. Uh, anything exciting happened in your life in the past 14 years, Sam? 
yes, I think <laughs> my story is very similar to my sister's in terms of uh, um, life progression. Yeah, so I was traded from the Green Bay Packers uh, in 2006 to the Houston Texans. Yeah, broke my heart. Where I was there until 2007. Mm-hmm. And then I was released from that, from the Texans, and then I was I played for the Miami Dolphins for the rest of the year. Uh, for most of 2008, I was out of football. I played for the St. Louis Rams for two games. Um, and then I was picked back up by the St. Louis Rams in 2009, where I played the whole season. And during that season, I met my now wife. Oh. We dated for um, about a year before we were engaged. And we were married 15 months after we met. So it was a pretty short courtship, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, her name is Rachel. And then um, we got married in 2010. Shortly after we were married, I got picked up by the Tennessee Titans during training camp. Mm-hmm. I did not make the team. And we returned back to South Carolina. And during that season, or during that time, we were still hoping to play. Um, that fell through. Or the Lord just didn't see that see it fit for that to happen. And mm-hmm was essentially never picked up and during that season while I was waiting to get picked up I applied to medical school mm-hmm. and uh, because I did not get um, picked up I, I got accepted to the medical university of South Carolina in my home state of uh, South Carolina in Charleston and then we moved there and started medical school in 2011. How did that go? Uh, that went well. Um, that also posed a few of its challenges, as you would expect. I'd been out of school for about six years. Um, I had been taking courses to stay, uh, to, for my test course to stay up to date so that I could apply. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, you know, six years removed from my last organic chemistry class and biology oh, wow. course. And you can imagine. Um, a little rusty, maybe. Yes, uh, yes, a little rusty, correct. <laughs> um, and so it took some time to kind of get those gears lubed up. Hmm. Uh, my first my first day in medical school, um, we only had four lectures, four one-hour lectures from 8 to 12 o'clock. But I, um, I, I went home that day, and I did not go to sleep all night just hmm. trying to process the lectures that I, oh, wow. I, I, I had been given. And so... I remember my wife looking up saying, "This is we're not going to make it <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if, if you're going to be staying up all night trying to process lectures. You need to get some sleep, if, even if you don't understand it fully. And I think that was the beginning of just trusting the Lord yeah. that uh, my work, um, I was going to work as diligently as possible, and I was just going to trust the Lord to open my mind to understand what I needed to understand. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, after looking back, I see that uh, he did. So it was very challenging. Um, I, during that time, I we had our first child, um, mm-hmm. and uh, um, obviously interested in pursuing um, a surgical subspecialty made it difficult. But looking back, God was faithful as he always was, or as he always is, and uh, he brought us through. And what was the final result? Where are you at right now? Oh, so yes. Um, right. So I I am in St. Louis right now. 
and uh, I just finished, or well, I'm in the process of finishing my residency in nose and throat surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, God was incredibly gracious and faithful to us, and then after we finished medical school in 2015, I had... Uh, he, I think he put it on my heart to pursue ear, nose, and throat surgery for a myriad of reasons. And we knew um, having a child and being pregnant with our second um, in 2015 that we wanted to be as close as we could to the family. And uh, mom and dad had since returned to Nigeria, and uh, and Rachel's family was here in St. Louis. And so we prayed earnestly, and and uh, we're, usually the way that it works is that you apply and you get matched to certain programs and those programs need to want to have you as a, as a physician under their, their um, training programs and um, you, you rank them and they rank all the applicants and and there's a match and so um, you're not guaranteed mm-hmm. to go where you'd like to go. It's very competitive and there are only two positions in the institution here that I'm part of and and we really wanted to be here, and so we prayed, and we trusted the Lord, and in His grace and mercy, He had us match here um, in St. Louis. Oh, wow. Next to Rachel's family. I'm starting to sense a trend in your life that you kind of are usually up against million-to-one odds, but you usually come through. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't... I don't deserve it. Um, mm. I think, thank you for drawing my attention to that. Um, um, but like, these are things that were outside of my control, and and uh, I would like to say that it was my hard work, but it's just not it. I mean, after a while, you get to a point where you realize that um, no one's that lucky, you know. There has to be a plan behind this, and thankfully, mm-hmm. um, as believers, like I think that is our hope and something that we know and I'm just so thankful that the Lord, you know, chose to answer the prayer request in, the, in that way. Mm-hmm. So so this is you know, we've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. That has and this season has been even harder than the medical school um season. Um but as as God has shown before, he has brought us through and he has proven his his uh, his faithfulness to me yet again. Wow. And so I introduced you as Sam Congato, but really I should have said Dr. Sam Congato. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is correct. That's fantastic. <laughs> Congratulations for that. That's wonderful. Dr. Sam Congato. So that dream that you had so many years ago, and as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're playing as a professional football player paid for your medical school. Is that right? That is correct. Um, God is. Uh, you know, I think um, he thankfully surrounded me by so many people that uh, were helpful. I think Ruth is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was uh, when I was playing football. Um, I don't like to shop, um, <laughs> and, uh, um, because I'm, I'm and because I don't like to shop, I'm pretty lazy, and so I'll just. Uh, get whatever's there, even if it's not necessarily the cheapest. Huh. So um, I just kind of handed that responsibility over to Ruth. And um, as a matter of fact, most of the clothes that I still own, she purchased then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, that's one of the ways that I think God is there. And I think God also provided through my trainer, a financial advisor who was very helpful and helped me 
navigate that during that season. I lived at home with mom and dad um, during the, my, my time as a professional football player. I lived at home during the off season with mom and dad and all those things. Um, and so I think I would love to take credit for it, but I think um, beginning with Ruth, my older sister, um, my financial advisor, my parents, I just kind of had a good system around to help me not feel the need to spend the money. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, not widely. So, yeah, because a lot of people get out of medical school and there are thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. This is this is true, um, and some would argue that that's a very good investment, and most people aren't in the position to do that. But once again, God in His incredible grace and and just uh, abundance as, as the Shepherd King, uh, the Father Shepherd King, who provides for His children. Um, I think he blessed me with the amazing opportunity to to be able to pay for medical school without having to take out any loans. Yeah, that's fantastic. um, Unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time. It has just flown past, but we want to find out from both of you this new adventure that you're starting in Nigeria. Who should go first? um, Yes, if it's okay, I'll I'll go first and uh, I'll let um, kind of speak to the details because the way this works right now is as Ruth has, I mean, Ruth has always been the oldest and uh, <laughs> into the outfit but um, I am more of a visionary and she's more of a detailed person so I will That's speak great. to the vision and she can speak to the details. Okay. So um, we've wanted to like my, my desire has always been to go back and so we've wanted to desperately um, set up a uh, uh, we recently just set up a 5-1-C-3 um, that helps uh, gather uh, or that, that will serve as a vehicle for a lot of the work that we're doing in Nigeria. And I think we can tell you a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, so we started an organization. It's called Jonah's Inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, we our desire is to provide high-quality medical care to the poor in Africa. Um, and so the best way that I can say is that we're... Um, a faith-based, you know, Christ-centered community health development organization. And what we want to do is to provide great care to medical care to our people, our community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that makes us different is really the idea of, one, we're Mm Christ-centered, because one of the things Sam always says is um, we exist to do gospel through health care. The other piece is um, we're Africans helping Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think if you're talking about producing change that's sustainable, it needs to the community has to be invested in it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the key is our healthcare philosophy, and it's truly driven and fosters hope by shifting the focus from like what's wrong with us to what's right with us. Mm-hmm. So the idea is tapping into the resources and the capacities that we see in our communities, in our people, and so that that shows by us investing in local doctors. So what we want to do is to build a broad-based healthcare system, you know, build to primary, starting from the lower level of care, which is at primary care facilities, and ultimately to a surgery center. And so what we want to do is really invest in our local doctors, tap into those resources, and equip them with our resources, equip them and empower them mm-hmm. to be able to run these clinics and be able to take care of 
their families and their communities. Mm. Um, so we're really excited about that because yeah. it's, it's truly like a culmination of everything that we've all been through, you know, and, and our legacy, you know, our parents' legacy has been of restoring hope through Christ. And our iteration of that really is in healthcare. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, to, to show Christ in, tan- in a tangible expression in healthcare by ministering to those people that don't have access to it, mm-hmm. making sure that it's affordable, that they're able to pay for it. But also, not only are we, you know, bringing hope to their to their physical ailments, but also spiritually, that spiritual mm-hmm. component. Thank you so much for giving us an update on your lives. Sam Congato, Dr. Sam Congato, and big sister Ruth Gatto Coleman. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Well, our guests today have been Ruth Gatto Coleman and Dr. Sam Congato, who was originally from Nigeria. And as we just heard, they are well on their way to fulfilling their dream of starting a medical ministry in their home country of Nigeria. It's great to hear how they are continuing their family's rich Christian heritage, which goes all the way back to their grandfather, who was the first person in their family to become a Christian. And... He then became a pastor as well. To find out more about Ruth and Samcon's ministry, the website is thejonahinheritance.org. That's thejonahinheritance.org. Finally, we'll end today with some verses that really sum up how God has been working in their lives over the years. To begin with is 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 24 that says, Faithful is he who calls you and he will do it. And we certainly heard how God has been faithful in opening doors in Sam Con's life that have allowed his dream of becoming a doctor to become a reality. I mean, how else can you explain how someone from such humble beginnings in Nigeria could possibly become a doctor and have paid for all of his expensive school fees by himself? Well, God provided a way. He just opened a door for Sam Con to become a highly paid professional athlete. The next verse that comes to mind in regards to Sam Con and his sister Ruth is Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 that says, The Lord will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in him. And as we heard, both Ruth and Sam Con have experienced their share of challenges along the way. But they've been able to have the peace that passes all understanding as they kept putting their faith and trust in the Lord. Well, thanks for joining us today for an update on Ruth and Dr. Sam Con's story. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today.